Okay, cool. Uh, hello and welcome to Shoot the Piano Player, a French New Wave podcast. This is sort of a, like in-between episode, I don't know, just kind of like a uh, up-to-date thing, because uh, up until, I think this is the first time it will happen, uh, I kind of reached a point where I stopped recording, and uh, there's going to be a bit of a lull for maybe a month or two uh, before new episodes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, some family stuff uh, get, uh, behind the scenes. My grandma died, so probably going to do visit family and or do a whole, all the all that stuff. Plus, on top of that, school again. So, uh, yeah. As of this recording, this will come out after. The, I'll put this out after the the two or three things about her episode. There, yeah. Like, so there's going to be a, a noticeable break. But instead of it being a downer, uh, I just want to like. Had us be me and Joel's kind of talk about, you know, our favorite, like, first time watches last year. It's like what we've been watching lately. It's kind of like a, 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 a I don't know, a mini sode. Sure. Something, something, uh, in between Duncan. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Yeah. I'm also dealing with all kinds of crazy, terrible shit. But, uh, yeah, let me see. Okay, so things I watched last year for the first time. Did yeah, I didn't didn't make a list like that. But uh, what do you do? You already have something set up. I made a list on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. My favorite one from last year, because as I've discussed before, I barely watch new movies anymore because I find it to be overwhelming with how much new stuff is coming out in theaters and the various streaming services so i'm at the point where it's like i just don't want to keep up anymore it's too much effort mm-hmm. and i feel like watching older stuff uh for cheap like is cheaper overall where keeping up with new stuff is more expensive and i'm cheap so i'd rather just watch whatever's on tubi or whatever instead of going to a theater like multiple times per week Let's see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to do that, anyways. Like, I love movies. I don't want to go to the movie theater multi multiple times for a week. Yeah, and like the whole thing of, uh, this is my personal thing. If I have to pay more than ten dollars for a movie ticket, I think it's a waste of money. It's for me rarely worth that much. I mean the movie itself, but you're also paying for the the service of you know I the know. people that work at the movie theater. You gotta you gotta think about those people. We need I those know. people to be our slaves. Uh, sure, but like like I didn't grow up really going to the movies. I think I went to the movies, but but before I could drive myself, maybe like at most ten times. Mm. Like my parents just didn't want to drive, didn't never want to drive us to the movies because they were like, you can just watch TBS with us. And so it's like, that's kind of just how I, I 
I so I didn't like I wasn't like a, a mall rat that go to the movies all the time. Is it was more like a I can stay home and watch stuff on demand instead of leaving the house. No, I mean we didn't really have that option when I was growing up at all. Anyways, I couldn't have gone to movie theaters. Living in a small town, you know, we had v lots of VHS tapes. I can't remember a lot of stuff, but there there's some movies that like I know backwards and forwards that I I haven't watched in years. Uh, yeah, uh, you want to talk about? Let's talk about some things that we did like from last year for that we watched for the first time. Okay, so you go first. This I put this on Twitter, but this, if you remember, we covered a Truffaut movie last year that uh, isn't talked about very much, and uh, it comes up uh, again and again because it seems to be like the prototypical um, mediocre man French New Wave movie that at the time, my gut reaction was, this is just fine. I mean, lots of mm. It's good, but I'm not that into it. And it wasn't until a few weeks ago it really hit me. I was like, I think this movie is incredible in like what it's trying to, you know, just say about like, like masculinity and this like having like this main character that is intentionally very boring and kind of sucks, which is like you know, the whole point of the, part of the point of the movie is that, like, he kind of sucks. But the movie mm-hmm. is a soft skin, and has really grown on me to the point of, like, uh, it, it like, I, I think I said before, like, the Purple Noon was, might be my favorite movie we watched. Mm-hmm. Purple, like that, or, like, um, Soleil O. I think yep. I might, I might knock off Purple Noon, no, Purple Noon, Paper Moon, Purple Noon, not uh, swap that out for Soft Skin. It's a Peter Bogdanovich just died. That's why Paper Moon's on the the brand yeah. there. That's that's okay. Yeah. Am I am I crazy? Are you crazy to like uh, the what were you saying? What was the one? Uh, soft Skin. Soft Skin. See, I can't even remember it because of what I thought of it. No, you're not crazy. I mean, it's your opinion there, and like um. I feel like Purple Noon is is a is a very solid movie movie like the kind of movie you can show to other you know people who aren't cinephiles that like action movies and they'd be super into. Uh, there's definitely something way more unique about the soft skin and like you said, him being the this protagonist who would is the bumbling idiot that we would all actually be if we tried to do this affair stuff, you know. Uh, I get, I get that. And, you know, I, I love that ending. Um, and, uh, my, I think Saleo O is a hard one because that, like, you watch that movie and you feel like you're watching something really, really important. So it's, it's, it's almost like, uh, comparing your favorite painting to like, a huge Monet or, or something like that. Like maybe your favorite painting is by a guy, you know, that doesn't mean that, right. That, that other painting is less value to you at least. Yeah. Cause like, and it, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a solid ass movie. So why not? 
I mean, Soleil O is still my favorite thing we've watched for the, the show so far, for the season so far. Mm-hmm. But Soleil O is a whole special case where, like, I mean, I did say it in an episode, but, like, that was, for me, uh, excruciatingly frustrating because nothing's really changed that much. No. Yeah. Um, so, uh, of the favorites of the ones that we watched for the first time, Selena and Julie go boating. I, I had never seen it before. You had seen it, right? Uh, I saw it in December of 2020. Okay. So you, you'd you seen it like the month before we watched it. For, yeah, roughly. For yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a spectacular movie. Um, I, I like Daisy's better. Uh, and I think it's only because... It's half as long? A quarter as long? Yeah, that definitely that definitely helps. It also, there the absurdity of Daisy's is never broken by the reality that Celine and Julie go buddy. It's like Celine and Julie are like fairy folk that live among the regular lives. So, like you know, they have a job or they don't have a job or whatever is going on. And um, but it's it, I feel I shouldn't have even brought up daisies but it's not like I would say don't watch Celine Julie go and go watch daisies like <clears throat> I'm not even sure that would appeal necessarily to everybody to well, the uh, first liking both of them yeah I mean I, I I'd say the first 90 minutes is daisies and then mm-hmm. maybe first two hours is daisies and then the last 90 minutes is like this theatrical experiment right yeah it's almost like oh there's a plot suddenly or something like that yeah trying to figure out the mystery uh yeah it's a lot of fun yeah it's not homework it's it, like if you it, it feels like fun david lynch which mm-hmm. i love david lynch but like i won't describe his movie that's fun and this like has a similar sensibility but it's fun and goofy mm-hmm. so it's it's the twin peaks part that doesn't have to do with the lodge it's just the wacky twin peaks yeah it's twin peaks season two when you get a lot of the town personality stuff mm-hmm. that i personally Make- am, am into i like the town and the weird characters yeah of course if it was taking place in New York, it wouldn't be nearly as interesting. Nah. Let's see. Okay. Another movie on my list. Uh, I mean, Young Girls of Rochefort. It doesn't really need to be talked about like in depth. It's it's a classic for a reason. Mm. Not to be dismissive, but like uh, you know, we did, uh, it's just like you know, it's there is a reason that it's so beloved because it's, it's it's phenomenal. Basically, in every way, I de- I defy you to be a good-hearted person and dislike uh, the young girls of Rochefort. Like, if you watch that movie and you you're like, well, that wasn't very good, then maybe you need to like check into to, you know a special hospital for people that have demons or something like that. Yeah, it's just so enjoyable. Like from the beginning where everything starts getting set up and I don't know. 
Okay. Uh, okay, on to like the more stupid, stu not stupid stuff, the uh, other stuff. Uh, I'm gonna go real lowbrow and the Dead or Alive movie. DOA Dead or Alive, I should clarify. The Corey Yoon adaptation of the game series. Uh -huh. It's basically What If Mortal Kombat, but Dead or Alive instead. And it, and I, I'm a fan of the games. Uh, it's like the one, one of the few three fighters I'm actively into. It has a good combat system. Uh, and the scene like the in like the, in this movie, it's Corey Yoon, and he did. Uh, double check. That's something Rothrock movie. It was Yes, Madam. And I think he did a couple more Cynthia Rothrock movies when he was in Hong Kong. And, uh, so, like, the action in... Oh, First Transporter. Uh, just the first one. But, uh, yeah, so, like, the action is great and well-directed. And it's just... I don't know, some just... It's just, uh... Uh, for me, it's, like, a great, fun, stupid action movie that is, like just the amount of self-aware stupid that for me it totally works mm. it's better than a Tekken movie which I don't recommend anyone <clears throat> sit through you know I own the sequel on DVD Tekken 2 I don't know what the hell the subtitle is yeah it or... just wasn't as fun as like Dead or Alive or Mortal Kombat it's like it's Tekken you have a kangaroo that fights like a robot man called Jack it, it should have been more fun. Yeah. Did they actually have that in the movie? I don't remember um, the kangaroo or the bear mm. being in it. Uh, yeah, that's, like, a, it's not, that's it's, a misstep. It's not wacky enough. It's just, like, it's the boring it's, part it, of the story. It's probably an adaptation of the anime, because I think, well, does Tekken, no. I don't know if Tekken does have an anime. What the hell am I talking about? could yeah i'm not sure um do i have anything lowish brow that i really liked uh general della robert no uh <laughs> uh no that's not okay uh i the so this movie actually came out last year march i watched it in march it's a movie called happily uh i think you should watch it if you haven't, Spencer All right. uh, stars Joel McHale and Carrie uh, Carrie Bish Bish. I don't I don't know how to say your last name B I S H E with an uh, accent over it. So it's Bish. I think. Something like that. And uh, they're just they're a couple that you hate because they're so lovey dovey. And um, their friends all secretly hate them and they're they have been doing like an annual couples retreat at some fancy place that they all rent. And you think it's going to be a comedy of all about like, Oh, what, what could happen? You know, what are they going to break these people apart? It, it goes to a much, much, much weirder place than that. It, it gets very tense. It, um, it stays funny, uh, but it also goes in these really, really dark directions. And I will say the word... Um, 
sci-fi. It's n it's not, but it feels like it is. Interesting. It totally is. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, nobody. I've never really seen anybody talking about it. My my friend watched it and he was like, "Yeah, it's okay." But me and Sarah both were like, "Wow, this! I can't believe uh, how good Joe McHale and, and uh, the Carrie Bichet are." Like, yeah. and uh, uh, just the creativity of the story. And Joe McHale, like one, he's he's just naturally hilarious, and I feel like he's still never really gotten that big mainstream thing, because like Community was never really that mainstream. Yeah. And I I don't think the soup was ever that that mainstream. Like it's no. kind of close ish, but it. But I think the, that the window where it was was very very brief. Yeah, I think he's getting relegated to game shows now too. Um, yeah, I don't know which ones, but I, I swear that I saw him looking very <laughs> like I can't believe I'm doing this kind of thing on on some show. I, I saw <laughs> a clip of, but uh, I'm I'm glad he's doing movies when he can, especially with, with this out. But uh, also has. Natalie Morales, Charlene Yee, and uh, everyone's favorite horror actress, Bria Grant. Oh, I like her. And Paul Shear. Yeah, Paul uh, Shear is lettuce. He's he's fine if he's there. If he's not there, you don't notice. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd like to see him, but I wouldn't. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if uh, him as a lead in a movie would would work. Nah, again, I think he just us. brings a lot of enthusiasm to whatever he does. Hmm, yeah. What else you got? <laughs> Pet your cat. Yeah, she's gonna step on stuff. Mm. All right. Uh, I mentioned on our other show in a Patreon episode, I've gotten really into Bollywood slash Indian action movies. And uh, my favorite one that I've seen so far is Saira uh, Nar Narsimha Reedy. Or uh, I think the movie is, they say Reedy. It's spelled like Reddy, but it's pronounced like Reedy. And it is... It kind of feels like propaganda to a point... Well, I'm pretty sure it is. It's like kind of like the way that one Hong, uh, Hong Kong movie or Chinese movie... What is it called? Is it Hero? Mm -hmm. The one that's like really beautiful and epic that is also just like straight up pure propaganda and you can't really say it isn't. Of course. And this feels the same vein. But... Uh, uh, Nar Narsimha Aridi, he was a freedom fighter when the Brits were trying to take over India. It's based off a real person, kind of fictionalized, well, heavily fictionalized, because it's like, kind of like that Zack Snyder style action, but it's, uh, but put in a, in a, I'm trying to think, like, why Zack Snyder action kind of doesn't, for me, doesn't work. In Hollywood movies, but in this, in like the Bollywood movies, it works because those movies are so excessive and ridiculous, and like the and so like that style of action and doing doing action scenes 
is inherently ridiculous where like Snyder I don't think realizes how silly it can how silly it really is and these movies are like are knowingly excessive and uh, just like you know like giant entertainments mm-hmm. and uh, and so you get this these amazing action scenes of like this brown man killing white British people and it's like the colonizers and it's like yeah I want more of this shit this this is this is amazing I want more action movies like this and it's three is it three hours maybe two two forty five but uh man it this movie goes hard and they're just uh, uh it goes into places that I did not uh, I've seen like a couple by this point, and I kind of know the the basic beats of like the more, uh, the current, um, the the current fad is either historical action or modern action, and historical action kind of follow a similar pattern, and this one does a good job of throwing off uh, people. You see that pattern, and it's like it is just this explosive, emotional, amazing experience of. Uh, it's like freedom fighters, and uh, I, I didn't grow up in India, so maybe it is just like pure propaganda over, uh, like o- overlooking certain parts of the story. But man, it it does it does its job well. Yeah, you were you're gonna get called out by all those uh, people who uh, hate propaganda movies. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a movie, yeah. It's on um, on Amazon Prime. A lot of uh, Bollywood movies are it's like Indian mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. It's not just Bollywood. Uh, are 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 on Prime. Highly highly recommend. Uh, Sire, uh, I should actually spell it out. S e y, um, r a a. N a r a s i. M H A R E D D Y. Syrah Nar Narsimha Reedy. It's two thousand from two thousand nineteen. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have anything like we watched other movies that I thought were really good, but I don't really have anything that I watched on my own time that was crazy mind-blowing or anything like that which is the funny thing is that's the way i felt when the year was ending i was like i feel like i really didn't get blown away that many times and even though i watched a bunch of stuff and like there were a ton of things i did like uh but that i still wouldn't be like oh yeah that movie's amazing like um let's see uh, I watched the original Wicker Man for the first time. <clears throat> it's great. And, uh, yeah, it's good. It's it's good. It's good. Well, maybe because I was thirteen, <clears throat> I saw it. Sure. So let's see what else. Um, All right. Um, I have a couple. Well, a couple others that are might be potential episodes. Mm. And okay. Uh, 
I'll speak quick. One is a Czech movie. Tomorrow I'll wake up and scold myself for tea. It's a time travel World War II comedy. Where these Nazis in the 1990s, this was made in the 70s, in the 1990s have taken anti-age pills so they don't age anymore. And there's this, um, uh, like, airline business, but it's time travel. And you go to different, and, and you see like all the, uh, uh, like, uh, what's, uh, flight attendants, stewardesses, I don't know what term you would use exactly, and they're dressed like, n like Napoleonic times, or they're dressed like caveman times, or they're dressed like, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, like in different historical costume, and it took maybe a little bit, too, a little too long to realize why, what, it, why they're like that, but, and it's just, this in there like uh, and there's no like real limits on what time period and where you can go which is thinking too much into it and so these Nazis tried to give Hitler an, a hydrogen bomb and it doesn't quite go as planned and it's that kind of Czech ridiculous sense of humor that if you watch enough Czech movies like you you kind of know what I'm talking about with, like this the very uh, like absurd sense of humor Can't see me giving you a thumbs up, but I give you a thumbs up. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's a, it's a Czech World War Two movie, so like I I will love it. I love their take on World War Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. In the title, tomorrow I'll wake up and scold myself with tea. Does come into play in the movie. And it's one of those like high concept comedies where I watch and I'm like, I need more, I need more movies like this. I want more like high concept silly movies about serious issues. Because as much as I like serious movies, like sometimes I just want like a like a, like an absurdist movie about like fascism or like the absurd or like you know like some political thing because it's it's easier to take if it's like 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 you know. Like 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 uh, the movie I just mentioned. I don't know if people are doing like you like older movies like that. Are people doing that nowadays? Not that I'm seeing. I think we need to start making some. I have a yeah. lot of ideas. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh. Okay. And an African movie. Those whom refuse death. Uh, also, uh, more, more to uh, uh, Nega by Flora Gomes from 1988. It's a very good movie. Uh, I don't want to say too much about it. Besides, track it down. Uh, I think. Uh, what's that company called? Uh, Art Matten. It's either Art Patent Films um, I bought from them, or it was a New York African Film Festival, because they have, you can buy a lot of the, uh, a, a certain number of African films on DVD from them, uh, and uh, I've spent probably a little more money than I intended on the movies this year, but uh, it's well worth it. They put out 
stuff that literally no one else has really put out on disc in this country. That's cool. Yeah. What What is it called? Those Who Refuse Death from 1988. Yeah, but who, who released the disc? It's either Art Matten Films or it's New York... Is it... What, what is it called? I think it's New York African Film Festival. Hmm. The site, the uh, their site is kind of weird to navigate. Mm. That's okay. It, uh, what is it? All right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they have. Okay, they have a few movies that actually are kind of harder to get a hold of now. They were really available. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, it was New York. New York African Film Festival is where I got um, Those Who Refused Death. Cool. Right, and yeah, that's it. After an episode after this. I think the first one we're going to record probably will be the Breathless remake to t- fulfill yeah. our um, um, uh, tradition of uh, Richard Gere uh, per season because it, it kind of always happens. Yep. This time it didn't happen naturally. We had to find her. It's a remake of Breathless, so it happened organically. Sure it did. I I recommend you guys watch that movie before you listen to the episode. It's on Tubi, I think, for free. And uh, I I I think it's a very interesting movie. Yeah. It's uh it's better if you think of it not as a remake <laughs> Breathless. Mm. Uh yeah, uh I wonder if Godard likes it. I bet he has the, uh some hard takes on it. It's it's possible. Yeah, I believe that's a, a movie Tarantino loves. Yes, that's it. That's what it says on IMDb, at least. And when you when you watch it, you will see references that he has made. I'm not even gonna get. I'm not gonna give it away. But yeah, hmm. he definitely references this movie in his movies, and that's kind of crazy. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, there. Uh, what else was there? Should I? Do you want to say what next season? Save what next season will be for the end of this one? End of the from when we wrap up everything, or no? You want to say what the next season is already? Uh, no. Yeah. It, I mean, I I have the next. Well, uh, I won't say what it is, but I I will say there are two more seasons planned, and then I'm, and then I will be. Uh, kind of done because I'm out of things I want to uh, talk about. Sure. Yeah. Okay. No. Let's save it. All right. And yeah. So uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. At some point there will be more episodes. Just 
bear, bear with us. We're dealing with life stuff right now. Yep. Just stop. Yeah, stop. Make it. The show can be found on Twitter at PianoPlayerPod. Our email is still HighLowPod at gmail.com. You can find a show on Spotify, Podbean, and various other places where you can find podcasts. Our intro music is by Vivian Fop, and our cover art is by Sarah Roberts. You can find her art, SarahKathleenRoberts.com, and thank you for listening.